Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. We've actually tracked our lead sources through Estimate Rocket. I was very curious myself to see uh, what percentage of our actual total revenue comes from building long-term relationships with clients. And for this year, up to now, our total revenue, 65% of our total revenue is created through people that have used us previously, our existing clients. Another 12% of our revenue was referred by our existing clients that we have already. So that is a total of 77% of our total revenue comes from existing clients and who they've referred. You're listening to Estimate Rocket Radio, the hassle-free online software for service contractors that keep your business running from lead to pay. We want your business to grow, so we make it easy to get your job done. Hi, everyone. It is a great day at Estimate Rocket Radio, and I want to give you all a very warm welcome. My name is Kathleen. I'm the Director of Sales here at Estimate Rocket, and I am joined by my very cool and dynamic co-host, Chris Shank. He is the leader of education and engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hey, Chris, how are you today? I'm really happy to be here and thrilled to talk to one of our top customers in Estimate Rocket. I'm excited too. So we have in our studios today, Milchi Donov. Milchi is the owner of First Choice Professional Painting out of Boca Raton, Florida. He is celebrating over 26 years in the marketplace. And that's not an easy marketplace, Chris. So, you know, 26 years, he's doing something right. And I also want to mention that Milchi is an Estimate Rocket champion user. So he has a lot of great things to say today. We talk with Milchi about trust. Trust has two components. Sometimes that word trust is a little vague, but you got to know how it splits out to its two definitions if you're going to build long-term customers, which should be a big portion of your customer base. When you think about repeat business and referrals, it takes a long time to build, but those tend to be your highest rates of return. Milchi, I think, has a good formula on how this works. He quantifies a subject that tends to be very soft in our heads, and I think he does a great job of it. Welcome, Milchi, to Estimate Rocket Radio. Hi, Kathy. Thank you for having me on. Milchi, super excited to have you. We know that you are a very strong business owner. You really have a good sense of how businesses ought to work, especially growing businesses. You run a very successful company, and you also understand a bit about long-term relationships with customers. And we want to talk to you more about that. So let's just start with this question. Why do you think it's important for businesses to build these long-term relationships with customers? We've been doing this for over 25 years, and we've learned quite a bit along the way. So let's break it down to simple terms. Obviously, as a, as, as a company, we need to generate revenue. That's dollars, right? Mm-hmm. By providing our services and our products to the end consumer, which is the customer. So the bottom line is we need customers. And your question, why, why long-term relationships? Well, the question would be, who is our best customer, right? So, and we're not talking about customer from a standpoint of profile, like what kind of income bracket or demographics we're looking for. 
we're talking about the type of customers that we're trying to build is loyal existing customers that we have relationships with. So here's a couple scenarios to answer that question. The phone rings at our office, right? Or at your office, the company's office, and the frontline person answers with a friendly professional voice. And after getting all the client's information, ask this very, very important question. Matt asks, who can I thank for recommending you to our company? Who referred you? How did the, how did the lead come in? Very important for our businesses to know this and to track this, right? So we can have somebody say, well, I found you guys online, right? You have some good ratings. Another client can say, I saw your vehicles in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. The flooring installer at my house referred you guys, right? The local paint dealer recommended you. Or John recommended you. He, you know, he used your services before. And the last scenario is the client calls and says, hi, first choice painting, knows your person by name. I'd love to get a price an estimate for my extra in my house. Can you send estimator so-and-so, knows them by the first name. And also, by the way, can you send me crew so-and-so because they did a great job last time, right? So those are the different scenarios of customers, clients calling in. And based on those scenarios, what do we think, what do we think is like the best situation that we can have as a company, right? Well, I think the answer is pretty obvious, right? The answer is that that client that knows you already, that has done business with you already, um, that probably is the best situation for us, right? Um, I think if we were to send our estimators out to spend their time and we had a hundred leads that were strictly people found us online or a hundred leads that are from existing clients that know us, where do we think their closing ratio is going to be better? Obviously with existing clients, right? Absolutely. So, so that's kind of, it's an obvious, you know, it's an obvious um, answer. It's the existing clients. So, so we do all, everything that we do to build these relationships is for that right there, is for efficiency, better closing ratios, and many other, you know, benefits, obviously, the whole thing. So basically, the trust is there, the respect is there, and they're thrilled to have you back in their home or in their business. Correct. So, Milchi, I know this sounds easy, but it isn't. And I want to ask you, how can businesses that are listening right now who really need to build those long-term relationships, how do they even start and what do they do to build the long-term relationships? Well, Kathy, you, you said the key word, trust. Mm -hmm. key word. And when you think of trust, some people may think of different things, but there's two types of trust that have to develop with the client. Two types. One is competency. It's very critical that the client believes that your team has the knowledge and the skill to perform the services you're contracted to do. That's, that's one form of, of trust. The other form, and we'll touch base on, uh, touch a little more on that one there, but the other form of trust comes more from a moral and ethical standpoint is that do they trust your company will do the right thing, right? So those are the two types of trust that have to be developed uh, over over a period of time, in order for them to have that comfort level of calling you and saying, "Come provide a price for us." So you 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 said the right word, which is trust. Mm -hmm. And competency is obviously developed, uh, which is not easy, as you said, but that is developed by proving yourself from this from the phone call that comes to the office to the estimator going out to visit the customer, being on time, right, being there on time, calling. 
and providing the providing the estimate on a timely basis, following up on a timely basis. So as you start to do the things that you say you're going to do as a company with that new client, you're starting to build that trust of competency. And as you tell them you're going to schedule their work and you provide them a date and you show up on that date, you start to build that competency trust. As your crews that perform the work are performing the work in a professional uh, manner with, with high skill, you build that competency. So competency is built through your services, through doing, the, through doing all those things that the homeowner expects. And now you're, you're selling, saying to them, we are qualified to provide our services in a timely manner, to do what we told you we're going to do, and our work is of high level. So, so it is earned. Uh, it does take time. And that's the first one. The second one, the second trust is... Okay, here's an example. Your, cust- your, your estimator or yourself, and I, I refer to estimator because we're trying to build companies, right? Obviously, walks into the house and the customer says, what do you think of this woodwork? Does it need painting? Well, you as a professional, sometimes we can tell that woodwork, you know what? If you just have your cleaner or just yourself, just wipe it down, wipe down the door casings, the doors and clean them up because typically those doors are semi-gloss paints, satin, Mm-hmm. And they're designed to be wiped down. So if you as the estimator as a company see that that can be done without the need to spend thousands of dollars of repainting that woodwork, that's the right thing to recommend versus are you focused on trying to get more work and making that dollar? So the bottom line is, I think it's mm-hmm. important that we we as a company teach our people, and it starts with us, that we always do what's right for the client, which would be the best thing for you long-term, obviously, Right. So that's an area where we're building trust because the client asks for our expertise, opinion, our our advice, and we lead them in the right direction that is best for them. And and that builds trust. Another example I can share with you, we have a lot of phone calls where existing clients will call us and say, can you do service work for us? Service work is typically something that's less than a day or maybe a day and a half, two days. Uh, They don't require an estimated to go out to provide a proposal. They'll pay us on an hourly basis. So if your worker goes out and spends four hours, five hours there, and the client is not there, are you billing the exact amount of time or are you padding the hours, right? Obviously, the right thing to do is to bill exactly what your chart, what your worker was there for. Mm-hmm. Uh, then these kind of things, you're building that trust of more of a moral, ethical standpoint. So as you start to do these two things with your clients, they obviously can trust you, as you said. And that provides them with long-term comfort to call on your team to provide additional service in the future. I love that you're breaking trust into two components there because a lot of people say, oh, it's important to build trust, but they don't understand there's two different things which require not two different strategies, but different tactics, you know, to do professional work, you know, that kind of competence as you were talking about, you know, that that builds trust that they are going to do the kind of work they're supposed to be doing, but it doesn't say anything about how much work they do. If they're being honest with you about it. So you can actually do good, strong work, but miss this other ethical part, which is doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I love that because that ethic, you know, builds long-term business relationships. And that's, do you think that's missed by a lot of people that part of, of trust? You know, I, I, it's hard to answer that question. I think it varies from um, different parts of the country. I think South Florida is probably, um, we don't have a great reputation 
in general, the construction industry, the service industry, um, we belong to a, I have an app that's called next door service or something, one of the neighborhood mm-hmm. things where people post information and there's constant, probably every week people legitimately, you know, sometimes customers maybe have a different perception of what's provided for them and the cost, but there's legitimate uh, complaints in there about people not doing the right things from an ethical standpoint, uh, taking deposits, not coming back, um, certain clients, you know, over, certain co- uh, companies overcharging when they can. And uh, it's a constant thing down in South Florida. I can't speak for around the country, but that is an issue down here. And, mm-hmm. and um, we try to uh, not try, you know, for 25 years, you know, uh, as Kathy said earlier about your culture and about what your company stands for, you know, we've always been about doing the right thing for the client and, uh, and, and again, building that long-term client uh, base. So, uh, very important. Those two, like you said, those two trusts are two separate things and, and you, they can trust you from the ethical standpoint, but if you can't perform on your right. services, yeah. right. they're not going to use you either. So right. one, you can't have one without the other. You need both. If, if you're a company that your values and core values, as Kat said, are looking to build long-term relationships. If your values are, let's just advertise a lot. We'll spend a hundred thousand dollars on advertising every year. We're going to go in, we're going to constantly just turn over new clients and, you know, and just get the best money we can from each job. And if that's your culture, that that's a whole different story. You don't have to work on trust. Right. Um, but that's not, I don't think that's a great long-term plan in general. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Especially and, when you're talking about the strongest customers are those who are previous clients. Right. Yeah. And, and these things that we're talking about seem like basics, right? Integrity trust, respect, show up and do the job properly. They all seem like basics, but they're not. And the proof is in the pudding. I'm not going to give away any inside um, information on Milchie's business, but we've known Milchie for, what is it, at least six years, Milchie? At least. At least has it yeah. been that long? Yes, it has. Yeah. Okay. But, and and we know the increase in sales and profitability year over year over year, Milchi has. And it's incredible. So he's whittling this down for everyone on this, listening to this podcast on some pretty basic business principles. And what you get out of this is a huge return in profitability year over year within your business. So what Milchi is talking right now, it's it's key to success. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. And then when you talk about your team being equipped and prepared to build these two different types of trust, obviously they got to be really good at what they do and they got to be trained. I don't know which one's harder to train them on being good at what they do, doing professional work or being ethical because <laughs> that's a little bit more of a soft skill. Uh, so well, let's just talk about what team members are primarily responsible for what, and maybe you could talk about um, how you choose people for that or train people for that. Well, you know, what team members are primarily responsible for this, right? To, to build that long-term clientele base, the, the, the trust factor. Uh, Chris, the answer is everybody, right? It's everybody, uh, every team member. And, and if you're alone as a small business owner starting out, which a lot of us start that way, um, I started out alone, then you are everyone, right? You're everyone to, to your client. But as your team grows and you develop your team, 
Uh, every position is important from the person that answers that phone call, right? That's critical in how they handle that phone call to them getting that information to the estimator, right? If you're by yourself, then it's all you. Again, then you're responsible for everything. As you have more people in your team, the chances of the ball dropping are, are they, mm-hmm. they increase, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, so it's very critical. So from the, from the phone call that comes in, the person answers the phone, getting that information to the estimator, the estimator then following up immediately with that client, showing them again uh, that we are competent in what we're doing, scheduling the estimate, being there on time. So then from the estimator, the job is awarded in Estimate Rocket. We, we assign it to a scheduling purpose, a person and a coordinator. Now they have to contact that client in a certain amount of time to show that competency, to schedule the work, get the, get the information for the colors. And once they schedule the work, the team has to show up on time. Again, showing competency. That team now has to perform. Again, that, that the scope of work in a professional, clean, friendly environment, that's showing the client co- competency. And now the job is performed. Now, does the office send out the invoice right away? Are they on top of that? So do we follow up? Does the office then follow up? Were they happy with our service? So all that is a big circle. It's, it's continuous. There's no, uh, there's no break in it. You cannot have a break in it. And that is how competency uh, and trust is earned is by every team member doing what we said we're going to do. And if, if one of them drops the ball, and of course, the longer you have a relationship with a client, if you do drop the ball once in a while, they understand, right? Because they know mm-hmm. you got it. And nobody's perfect, right? As we're mm-hmm. talking about this, let's let's make this very, very mm-hmm. clear. We are not perfect. <laughs> well, we're never going to be perfect, right? But we strive to have a system and process that executes to a high level. Um, so everybody is responsible um, to create that trust factor and uh, from competency and from an ethical moral standpoint, every single person on the team. Mm. Is there something yeah. you do to help people arrive at that place where they are more honest, they uh, are more consistent, reliable, doing what they say they will do, only doing what you need done. How, how do you how do you get people there? Um, again, are you just maybe that's in hiring? You you try to hire honest people or people who are more developed morally, or is there some kind of training you do to help people? Because I'm sure there's like painting training or workflow or management training and stuff, but how do you get people on that trust side of, you know, ethics? Yeah, that, that's a, a good question. And and Kathy, you first, you know, during, at the beginning of the podcast, you mentioned again, core values. Uh, and you mentioned that, and it just kind of ties in with everything we're talking about here. This, although this is not about core values, uh, but Chris, it does start with our core values for me, mm. right. And what yeah. we, what we're about, what is the, uh, what do we want to be in the community? So it starts with our core values first and foremost. The second thing is how do you teach it to your people? Well, you're 100% correct. When you hire, you look for people that have similar core values, the same core values, right? Is that easy? Absolutely not. Hopefully you can hire people like that. But then it continues on a little more. So we have missed core values. We try to hire people that we believe have those same core values. But then within our own team, what do they see the, the leaders, the owners? Are we, are we following our core values within mm-hmm. our own structure, right? 
they're going to see that, how we treat them, how we treat our employees, our painters, right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm referring to your estimators, to your field supervisors uh, who are on the field, who, who actually have a lot of communication with the client. And of course, your painters do too. But your estimators, your supervisors, your project managers, your office people are watching you what you do. And how do you handle clients? How do you handle workers? How do you handle if you're using some subcontractors? How do you handle them when it comes to financial matters, when it comes to uh, being ethical and trustworthy? So we can have those core values. We can have the and the higher process people like that, but then we have to execute ourselves. We have to um, do what we preach. And mm -hmm. they're seeing that, you know, if we, if we, if we, you know, if we promise them, look, you're going to get a paycheck every single week, um, they better get a paycheck every single week, right? If you promise them, here's what you, here's what the company offers you. Here's what we're doing. Here's who we are. Then we have to be like that, right? And when they see you being like that, uh, they will also follow along. Nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm ready. I'm ready to do an amen right now. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Milchi, it takes time. No, it yeah. it really does take time, and it isn't easy. It at Estimate Rocket, we have core values, and we hire, and we also fire to our core values. But you really need to sit down. And the leadership team, along with the owners, have to sit down and figure out, okay, how do we feel about certain things? And how do we want team members to, to communicate, to treat um, our customers? Because just like you, our customers are gold. And we want them to have an ultimate experience working with Estimate Rocket. So um, it's, it is... It's tricky to do initially, but once you get in the rhythm of having your core values, we talk about our core values at meetings, and it's really important because Estimate Rocket is growing by leaps and bounds ourselves internally, and it's you want to make sure that everyone is on the same page and everyone understands how we treat each other internally and then how we treat the customers. And it's very obvious to all of our customers, and I think you can speak to this as well, Milchi, that it's it's really a unique experience getting to work with a high-tech company that has really phenomenal core values, and they're actually very traditional and old-fashioned, as some people have described them to us. Well, gr great point. And your people, as I said earlier, your people are watching you. Right. So if a situation mm -hmm. arises within your company or my company and you and Tom or one, you know, have to handle a situation with a client, um, your people are watching how we handle the situation. So there's been many, obviously, because they they come to us with the bigger problems, right? right. They can handle the day to day stuff, but there's sometimes there's some challenges and they come to Tom, they come to to you guys, and my people come to me and say, Look, we have a situation with this client. Here's what we did, here's what happened, how do we handle it? Mm -hmm. So there's an opportunity. Training is not verbal. There's your opportunity, uh, my opportunity to handle that correctly. And that's where they learn from. Because if right. I'm not handling it correctly as the owner, if I'm saying, well, you know, this customer, 
we don't care about this customer. They're only a you know thousand dollar job. Let's forget about them. Let's just put them off. Whatever the situation may be, if we handle them in a in a way that it doesn't stay with our core values, then that's what they're going to learn. Mm-hmm. So, best way to teach our people our core values is by is by us again being the example. And when those situations arise and they're watching how we handle it, they're going to handle them in a similar situation. And and yes, with you guys, I've known you guys for I think it's about seven years now. <laughs> And, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the core values and who you guys are as people, of course, you guys are competent in your, uh, in, in your services and your product that you provide for us. Otherwise we would not be with you guys for so long. Uh, and when you say these are old fashioned values, um, I don't know. I think they're just, I think they're the foundation, right? Right. <laughs> uh, you know, right. The, the, the foundation of success will never, ever, ever change the foundation, mm. right? The, I agree. The, foundation of success in business or in life uh that will never change no matter how it's fluffed up and no matter how it's promoted or sold on instagram on any other social media the foundation of success is, will never change for long long-term success right we're not talking about right. short term you know we're talking about long-term success and, and sustainability the foundation the rules the values the course the core values never change they're always the same so, so Milchi, when it comes to your business, First Choice Professional Painting, you know, how are you seeing the direct benefits and outcomes of your long-term relationships within your company? Well, that's a good question. And I happen to have this uh, great software called Estimate Rocket. So <laughs> before this podcast, I actually went on my report screen that has amazing reports uh, for us. And I was curious. I said, you know, we're doing a little podcast on loyal co- clients. I said, what, like, what percentage of my revenue, you know, do we get from loyal clients? Mm-hmm. So before I answer that question, I'm going to ask Chris. Chris, what do you think would be a good number? Like, you know, if you're doing a million dollars, let's say a million dollars of of revenue, mm-hmm. or or ten million, that doesn't matter number. What do you think would be a good number for a, just repeat clients, your total revenue coming or percentage of your revenue coming from repeat clients, what would that be? Would it be 20%, 30%, 50%, 70%? Uh, I mean, I would think, I would think let's just start with half. I mean, that's probably mm-hmm. a good start. Like to think of, uh, you know, a lot of repeat customers. I mean, you remember the office quote or like it was a line in the office where they said it's 10 times more expensive to get a new customer or even a higher new employee. Start with there, 50-50. I think that's a good number. I think if you know a company uh, getting to 50-50 is a good number. And uh, so I'm glad you answered that question because we're a little higher than that. You know, <laughs> if you had have said uh, 80, I'd have been in trouble. But uh, we're at 60, we're at 65%. Wow. That's amazing, Milchi. That yeah, is amazing. This year, this is this year up to up to this year, right now, up to this day, mm-hmm. as we're speaking, 65% of our revenue came from existing clients wow. mm-hmm. and another 12 came from, from customers that were referred mm. by existing clients, Wow! which, which, which obviously is the second best lead that your company can have. Right. Right. The first, the first best call to your to your office is the existing client. The second best call is the client who says, I spoke with, with Joe, and he said, "You guys did a great job. Use your services. I'd like to get an estimate." So that's a that's mm-hmm. a referral from a previous customer. So between our existing and then our referrals from those clients, we're at seventy seven percent of our revenue comes from those scenarios, which is which is very wow. very good. And wow. the rest, and that's the rest incredible, Milchi. The rest comes from the vans, 
uh, people seeing our vans, uh, friends refer us, a trade, a guy, you know, he's the flooring guy, he, he refers us possibly. Uh, the paint store will refer us, right? Uh, online. Mm-hmm. Stuff. So the rest comes from, from those different scenarios. So awesome. Yeah, we can track this because we have the estimate rocket. So mm-hmm. that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Right. I yeah, love it. it. That is so good. I love that you have numbers there. Um, I think that's going to be extremely helpful for people to quantify because this is very, sometimes a very soft subject. Uh, You know, it requires a qualitative, not just quantitative analysis, but the fact that you can put some numbers to it. Oh, that's, that's gold. You can quantify trust to some degree, to some degree. And just to add, um, you know, we do a variety of work. We do residential individual homes. And then we also do work for some commercial uh, clients. We do work for some home builders, some high-end home builders, custom homes, custom condos in Miami and throughout the South Florida area. Um, we're looking in Palm Beach. So we have a variety of, of clients, um, and but the rules are the same for every one of them. You know, it's, it's the same for, for all of them, for the, from the designers, from the uh, home builders to the, to the residential uh, individual homeowner. Uh, the principles are the same. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fantastic. That's amazing, Milchie. Yeah. No wonder why you have such a successful business. Uh, we're trying, <laughs> Kathy. We're trying. We keep, as I said earlier, nobody, we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. We just keep trying to get better every day. There's constant, constant improvement mm-hmm. uh, in the processes and fine tuning. I would call it fine tuning, right? And we as owners are, are constantly fine tuning everything, as you guys right. know. It's, it's right. a, a continuous uh, work. We love hearing more about how your company is succeeding. We we look forward to more podcasts with you. I know we've been in conversation about doing some more of that stuff. So if people are interested, Milchi, in talking with you, you help some business owners, right? Through some coaching relationships. Yes. Yes. I, I, I'm fully involved with my business, but I don't do day-to-day stuff with our business. Okay. Uh, with, within our business, I, I have meetings with our key leaders with our team members on a weekly basis. And then I do help small business owners um, in growing their businesses also. That's one of my passions because I I know all the um, the time and money that I spent learning a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I would love nothing more than to condense that time and help somebody get to wherever they want to go faster. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, help with that, uh, with my, the knowledge that we've gained to help a new person uh, we can save them many, many, many years and many heartaches and, and a lot of money uh, by getting there faster, wherever they want to go. Right. Well, they how- get to leap yeah. over all the mistakes <laughs> that yeah. you already know about, right? So uh-huh. they get to leap yeah. over and, and not have to go through those experiences. Yeah. And the first thing you need is uh, you need a student, right? Mm. And I remember not being a student for a long time because I thought I knew it all. And um, after many years, I said, you know, I, I probably should learn what I don't know. There's a lot of mm-hmm. I don't know. And then once I started to become a student and started to um, uh, do some training myself with some coaches uh, in mm-hmm. different areas of the business, uh, that's when I really saw uh, the growth in our business happen uh, at that point. So you first and foremost, you, you know, the, the, the person, the business owner has to come to a point where they just they know that, you know what, um, me being a student. I don't know everything, me being a student and learning from other people that have gone before me, I can save myself a lot of time and make myself a lot more money. Mm. How can people contact you if they want to talk with you? They can email me at milchi, which is M-I-L-J-C-E at 
firstchoicepropainting.com. We love talking with you. We love hearing how you're using Estimate Rocket. We also know that you help other users learn to use Estimate Rocket in a company like you're using it in yours. So, so appreciative of your help and your presence in the painting community, in the trades community. People like you are thought leaders and help keep the industry moving forward. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and hope to talk to you again soon. Sounds great. Thank you, Mel. Have a great day. This is Estimate Rocket Radio. Join our team at EstimateRocket.com. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.